Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Grab that cash with both hands and make a stash. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew, Andrew Radio Voice. How are hey, you? Uh, Do your radio my- voice. Do your radio voice. I don't even know if I could have a radio voice. That was really good. How'd you do that? I just I was born this way. Are you drinking anything? I I, I am. I'm drinking a, some uh, red champs. What's that? Is that what's Champ- that? Champagne. Oh, La- Laura loves champs. She came by. You call it she champs? Just, that's what she calls it. Okay. And uh, she just she just gave me a glass of champs, so I'm drinking it. Uh, who's it from? I have no idea. Listener Jeff asked us to talk a little bit more about dollar cost averaging and what that is in detail. So we are going to do that. But before we do it, if you have any questions about the subject or anything else about personal finance, you know who to email. That's Andrew because he's the one that answers all the emails. (laughs) Fill up his email box. fill Fill up his inbox with your questions and just to say hello. And you can find me on Social media. I'm the guy that runs social media. Andrew's the guy that runs the email. The email address is listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And we want your submissions for catchphrases via Twitter, which is at moneymattersman or twitter.com slash moneymattersman. That's me. And send your catchphrases over. Uh, you can also send them over on Facebook, facebook.com slash listenmoneymatters. Little difference there. And today's catchphrase is grab that cash with both hands and make a stash. What's that from? Pink Floyd's Money on the Dark Side of the Moon album. We did we did another one. So, uh, let's uh, let's get into it. How about that? Yeah. Uh, dollar cost averaging is sort of uh, something that I feel smart knowing about now. After uh, you read my article, after I didn't read your article, but you explained it to me in a few episodes, and we're gonna go a little bit more deeper into it. So, uh, how about this? Mm. Obviously, I know what it is. But I want you to explain basically what it is and and how it relates to – because, of course, we're talking about investing into right. the stock market. <clears throat> right. Okay. So in a nutshell, dollar cost averaging reduces risk by allowing investors to ease into the market over time. So traditionally – and then if you search uh, Wikipedia, dollar cost averaging will say you have a fixed amount of money – that you're going to invest over a fixed amount of time mm-hmm. and you just evenly distribute it over that amount of time. So if you have $1,000, you can invest $100 a month for 10 months. right? Okay. Instead of investing all the 1000 now, you spread it out over 10 months, $100 each month, that's dollar cost averaging. And the reason you do it is not to complicate your, your life and it's easily automatable. The reason you do it is to average out the cost per share of whatever you're buying. So you don't have to worry about timing the market. I was going to say, why do they call it dollar cost averaging? If you're in the UK, they call it pound cost averaging. That's not true. Seriously. Oh, they so do? We're gonna, yeah. Oh, okay. I so, thought you were just, so they, they just being funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, And the reason it's dollar cost averaging is you're trying to average the cost of the dollars you spend on on the stock. Okay. Uh, why? So imagine you bought um, a, a big stake in, in a financial company. Mm, I love steak. In, huh? I love steak. 
<laughs> yeah, you bought a lot of shares of a financial company <laughs> in uh, September of 2008, right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I was too busy thinking about steak. What did you say? <laughs> imagine, imagine you bought a lot of uh, a stock in a financial company in September of 2008. Okay. In October of 2008, you'd be extremely disappointed because you poorly timed the market and lost like a lot of your money. And then to get back to that peak that you're at is going to take so much time. So or maybe not at all. Or, or may, may never reach it. Exactly. Yeah. However, imagine if you're slowly buying the company on the way up over the course of months. Basically, you know, if you're buying it on the way up, the price would be cheapest when you started, most expensive when you ended. So the average would be somewhere in the middle. And that means when it tanks, it's possible you might not even lose money. Or if you do, a very little bit, and it'll be easy to rebound. So dollar cost averaging isn't something that like a day trader thinks about. That's not. No, no, no. We, we don't even uh, acknowledge day trading on this. That's basically gambling. Right. We, we're, we're talking about building wealth for the long term for normal people. In the um, stock market. In the stock market, yeah. Right. And, and the, you, I, I said Apple stock. This can also apply to, uh, you know, bonds or ETF and index funds. It, it could apply. It applies. I use this approach, and I've gotten you to use the same approach for how we contribute to betterment. So, and, and how we, and this is this also works kind of like how you contribute to your four hundred one k, and because you contribute, you know, every week or every bi week, you know, depending on how you yeah. get paid. So, so interestingly, they've set it up such that your retirement account and in, these retirement accounts were made for people because people generally didn't save. So imagine this thing they built that forces you to do it over time. It basically, yeah, it's smart. Is there any other benefits to doing it this way? Um, Is it like, do you now, I imagine that you've invested lump sums, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You've, you've paid 10 grand or more than that, maybe for like one single company and bought mm -hmm. a bunch of shares at one time. Yes. You bought it at one price. Because I was specifically trying to time the market. Okay, and did you fail, and, or what, or did you? Do uh, I, I was I was good. Bull. I only did it two times. I mean, actually, okay. So I bought in lump sums for other companies, and it was how most people do it, where it's like, uh, I want to buy a stock. Let me buy Apple stock. Uh, when should I buy it? Right now. The thing yeah. is, like, so I did a lot like that, and uh, I've kept none of the stocks. I've done okay. K on all of them. The two that I was wildly successful on was Apple and Tesla. And it was, you know, thoughtful. Like, uh, would you I have, did it on purpose. Would you have gone in and, and done dollar cost averaging on Apple or Tesla? Do you, um, and oh, maybe, maybe that's not the question. Do you still contribute to those stocks? Do you still no, buy no. more? You bought them once, so, one and done, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, because then it becomes a significant amount of my portfolio. So to put more in would weigh it too heavily okay would be putting too much of your eggs in one basket yeah so so i want to give i have i came up with uh two scenarios to kind of explain how it works okay so imagine you are buying apple stock right okay is it and and this is what this is the scenario you're using as apple this is I, it's just i just picked the company right whatever one you're that buying, you happen buying. to be invested okay so you're buying nike Right, you're buying Nike Doesn't matter, stock. right? Okay. Right. I, don't, I have to change the entire no, you thing. No, you can use Apple. Use no, Apple. no, no. No, Adidas. We're buying Adidas. Why are we buying right. Adidas? I don't like Adidas. Shell tops, right, come fine. on. Seriously. Fine. Nike. What is this, corn? What is this, 1996? I don't, I don't want to... Yeah. 
Um, this is the first time I've seen your hairy legs on a Skype video chat. <laughs> I just realized how sexual this position is I'm sitting in. <laughs> it's it's very sexual. And I actually don't think I've seen your bare legs ever. No, I've always and worn it, jeans. I usually I'm a shorts guy. Yeah, I was love say, shorts. All right. My life was good before I, before right, well, I saw now, that. Well, Shit. <laughs> Put it Thank you. I have well developed calf muscles, let me tell you something. Yes, they were they were very nice. Any, anyways, <laughs> sorry. I just wanted to reach out and touch. Mm, okay, okay. So we have five hundred dollars, and we're gonna invest it over the course of five months, and we're gonna do it in Nike. Okay. So, obviously, we're doing hundred dollars a month, right? Oh, obviously. I mean, over the course of five months. Okay. So five hundred dollars divided by five is is one hundred. I see. Okay. Oh, see, see, I'm yawning because you're talking about numbers. I was going to say, whenever, whenever I start talking about numbers, you just like pass out. I do start yawning. I, it's, I have like a, a weird reflex every time you're like, 52734. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoes. Are you when saying you, numbers again? Okay. When you have insomnia, you should call me up and I'll just say numbers to you. I'm like, 118, yeah, right? 27. I don't have to count sheep. I just have Andrew count for me. <laughs> that puts me right out. Just like in the business. Okay. So, um, month one, the, uh, the shares cost $50. So we have $100. We buy two shares. Month two, it's getting cheaper. It's $40. So we could buy two and a half shares. Month three, it's $25. We could buy four shares. It's much cheaper. Right. Month four, it's $20. We buy five shares. Yep. And then month five, it goes back up to $40. So we buy two and a half shares again. Okay. So the total amount of shares that we bought was 16. And when you divide it out, the average price that we paid per share is $31.25. Mind you, we started and the price was $50. It went to $40, $25, $20, and then back to $40. Mm-hmm. The average price we paid. And as you can see, we buy less shares when it's more expensive, more shares when it's more expensive, and it's a fixed investment. Mm -hmm. However, if we decided, I want to buy Apple, I have $500, I'm doing it today, we would have bought only 10 shares, and the average price per share would have been $50. All right, so to reiterate, I'm looking at this now, is with if you did dollar cost averaging, you would, have, you would own 16 shares with an average price per share at thirty one twenty five, that's using five hundred dollars, right? So you actually have more shares. And the interesting thing is, is so we've ended, and the month ended on forty dollars. So if we had sixteen shares, it would be worth six hundred and forty dollars. But if we only had ten shares, it'd be worth four hundred dollars. All right. So, so not only did we make more money, we have more shares, and our average cost per share is lower. So the goal is to get as many shares as possible for the lowest price. Exactly. Okay. Like, I and mean, the like, th- strip it down to its basics. That that's the basics, and then then the the other basic is that hoping it su- goes back up. By the way, because it could. I, but see, the thing is, it doesn't matter. It's fine. I mean, unless you're you're unless it tanks. Right. Right. I mean, we're talking about a specific company. We time We kind of don't uh, advocate specific companies. We advocate buying in funds or something like Betterment. Right. 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 But the the point is, like, if you're buying in an index fund, it's going up. Unless the country is tanking and it's going to... But it always goes back up. Right. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, and I mean, I have another scenario, and it's the same $500 for five months. The shares $20 to start, $25. So, it starts low. It goes up, you know, to 40 
and then it goes back down to 25 and then 10. So this, so, is, a, this is a lot less uh, fluctuating scenario too. A lot less fluctuating and it started lower and it was only high for one month. Um, and if we bought in the same scenario, we would have uh, got, we would have had 25.5 shares for at $19.60 a share. So still, I mean, the thing is like, unless it only goes down, like you're going to make out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, unless it only goes up, like you, the, you wind up like starting at the lowest point. Yeah. But even still, you shouldn't try and time, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't buy it all at once. Mm. It's almost like making payments on a loan in a weird, in a reverse way. Yeah, and I mean, you should. And the thing is, like. Uh, not really at all, actually, now that I think about it. It's no, I mean, terrible not example. payments to a loan, payments. Just to, payments. To your future. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this a common thing? Um, do people do people do it and not even realize they're doing it? I mean, like you said, I didn't even think of that. They do it with their four hundred one k. People yeah. don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing is, is that for the most part, people when they invest, even if they're investing in a Vanguard fund and they have the best of intentions, and they're generally maybe they'll wait till they have three k and then they dump in. You so know, you or, dollar cost average on uh, all types of shares, though, even whether it's a single stock or a bond, even. Absolute or a index fund or a mutual fund, like they should do instead of. See, here's the thing. So, uh, and, and and I mean, you're you you're done these examples. Those are the two examples you have. You just broke it down math, and obviously we'll put these up on. I just picked arbitrary numbers. And, yeah, yeah. We'll, and we'll put these up on the website so you can see them if you want to look it up. But um, so you had mentioned, uh, I think during like a five listener question, five questions episode. Mm. Uh, somebody had a shitload of money in their savings account, right? Yeah. So they had a giant lump sum, and they could have taken that entire lump sum, dumped it into Betterment all at one shot, and mm. they would have been buying their stocks and funds, and or their I guess with with Betterment, it's all index funds. Mm. They would be buying it all at one time. Exactly, and it could have been the best time, right? Or it could have been the worst time. It could have been like you know September first, two thousand eight, right? So. The thing is, is unless you are so sure that you know it's the right time, your best bet is to try and make it like time agnostic. So you would recommend if somebody had like a giant lump sum of cash to not throw in it all at once and instead just slowly move it from their bank account into Betterment at, yeah. like, at every month, like a monthly increments. In, in this example, they, I think they had like 70 something thousand dollars and I said like maybe 1500 a month. Like, yeah. slow, you know? But why not slower? Well, because they're also making money every month. So it'd be 1500 from there, and then they're going to contribute also every month. So in their specific example, maybe it wound up being like three a month, but it would have drawn out over the course of like years. So. Okay. Hmm. I don't, what else? I mean, what other benefits are there to this? Is there anything else? So, okay. And I, th- I think this is maybe, uh, there, there, there are a few benefits. Obviously, you risk you you avoid the risk timing the market. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it forces you to contribute on a consistent basis, so you get into the habit of like setting an auto deposit, and you know th- those are pretty obvious. But I think the thing that like most often gets overlooked is that everyone would love to time the market, right? You know, 
uh, be greedy when others are fearful, fearful when others are greedy. They want to get rich quick. Right. Don't we all? Well, guess what? If you have no money on the sidelines, then you're never going to be able to go in when you need to go in. So if you were like that dude, we have 70K sitting on the sidelines and you're slow dripping it in, then all of a sudden the market crashes. You don't need to panic. You've dripped a little bit in, right? So, you, so you've mitigated your risk and now the price are super low. That could be an awesome time to go in in a large amount. Right. right? Dump the rest in. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I save more than I invest every month and I just keep it on the side and I wait for opportunities. So- I, I'm hedging my risk of poor timing the market because I don't want to worry about that stuff. And then I keep a little for myself for when, you know, Tesla says a car is on fire, the world flips out because they're being dramatic, and then boom, I'm in. Hmm. All right. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Is there any reason why you shouldn't do it this way? Why so, you shouldn't? If, yeah. I mean, there's really, uh, no, there's really no reason, right? I'll say if you have insider information or you know the stock is going to double or something. Is that like, illegal? It is illegal. Oh. I mean, well, don't, don't tell anyone. You know. Don't tell Martha Stewart. Don't, don't tell Martha Stewart. I, I think um, the only reason you wouldn't do it this way is if you don't know about this or you mm-hmm. haven't thought about it or if there's a specific reason you're going all in now. So this is an argument to make for people who haven't started investing yet because they're because the you know the excuse is I don't have enough money to start investing. Mm. Well, with you can this, start with a hundred dollars. You can start with twenty dollars. Can you start with five? Yeah. I mean, like this idea. It's like, hey, it's just like contributing to your bank account. It's just like you know having a savings account and putting you know little bits away. And this brings me to that saying that my my dadism, which is how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. So this idea is, you know, you're making this dadism famous right now. I'm, I'm hoping. I actually, I think it's a really good. I like it a lot. I like I do the too. quote. It's the idea that, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, invest and be a millionaire overnight. That's not what investing is. That's not what we advocate here. And if anyone's been a, uh, you know, for the lifetime of a podcast, if you've been a, a, a listener, you know this, right? You know that this is what we advocate. We advocate this idea that. Um, you know, you got to start first of all, you know, and, and even Dave Ramsey is on, you know, is with us on that. Mm. Got to start, just start. Right. Yeah. And you know, people are scared because it's, you know, they think it's like gambling, but when you do something like this, that's based on math and averages and what have you, uh, it's not scary. It's actually pretty simple. And especially companies like, and not a commercial for them or not, you know, and I always talk about them and, uh, but betterment for me personally was a godsend in my world because I re- when I when I first read uh, I will teach you to be rich he broke down you know what life cycle funds were what index funds were what mutual funds were and he goes it was still TMI right well to an extent because he goes he he first started off by saying like if you want to start in simple if you want to be the lazy investor start with life cycle funds a but, very good choice yeah but. It still required me to like, oh, do I set up a brokerage account? Do I do a Roth IRA? Like, what am I? I don't. Uh, and I never did it. Like, I never acted on it because I'm like, I don't feel like setting up a new bank account mm. and doing this whole. You know, it's like a pain in the ass, right? I mm. never did it. And then and it wasn't until I met you, like I almost not 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 even a year after reading that book, 
when you were like, oh, have you ever heard of Betterment? What's that? And you explained it. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I would do because it it's like, oh, it's everything's under one account. I don't have to pick the stocks because it's like, sure, I'll invest in a life cycle fund. But which one? Which yeah. one? I have no idea. 2050, 2055. Is that the only ones there are? Is, it even, is Vanguard the only one? There's got to be other ones. No, there are tons. Right. So how them. do you pick that? You know? I don't and here's the thing like it's a great question you know and and uh my dad yeah we were talking the other day you know he's like me in that sense like when you start talking about that shit his eyes glaze over and he starts you yawning start, well that's what I'm saying when you start talking about that shit I start yawning cuz it's like to me it's like painstakingly boring right and I'm not afraid to admit that I'm learning obviously mm-hmm. through this podcast and I know a lot now and I know what dollar cost averaging is you didn't have to explain it to me uh, I mean, I did have to explain it to you just at one point. Today. Yeah, just before, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, this idea of just and and look, you know, we hmm. started this podcast what in October of 2013, so, something, something like that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. November of 2013, mm. and you were like, "Betterment, get on Betterment, do something." And I'm like, eh. and I procrastinated until when? February, March. I, I even if that, yeah, you wait a long time, dude. And you're like, dude, just put anything in, just like get started and like put, just set it up automatically. And start like depositing shit in your account. That's all you got to do, right? Mm. And I started doing it. And when I started doing it, I started getting my dad to do it. Started getting my brother to do it. Uh, and you know, right now I've made three point five percent returns on. I've I've ended up investing. You know, it was close, like f- almost five thousand dollars. Dude, that's awesome. I invested only a little bit before you, right? Only a little bit. My gains are 7.3% now. It's crazy. I mean, and the thing is, is like, No, yeah. like basically, uh, dude, it took me two seconds to set up. Two seconds. Like I wasn't even a pain in the ass in the least. And I, I'm not trying to make this an hour long commercial for better no, no, or anything. No, no, I, I just want to say like. I can't, I can't uh, stop raving about it. Dude, and also, the, I mean, just one last thing because I want to I want to make a point. But yeah. uh, the minimum, I mean, there's no minimum. You could literally get put five dollars yeah. in a month into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, if you went to Fidelity, invested through them, they would charge you like four ninety nine. So it cost you ten dollars to invest five dollars. And you and, and you, uh, the thing is, is like, let's say somebody just doesn't want to sign up with Betterment, and that's fine. Mm. What do they do? Well, I, okay, I so, big, so we, big, we talked about that before, but I would say they'd go to a Vanguard fund. Right, but but how do you even like? I and I talk about this all the time because I think it needs. How to, do like, you know with a Vanguard fund? How do you get one? Like you can't just go to the store and like I'll take this box of Vanguard funds. Like you just can't go. You and have pick to. It you up. have to go to Vanguard, sign up, create an account, buy. And, it. That's yeah. like, that's and, one way. But then you're locked into only Vanguard stuff, right? Right. Or you could go to Fidelity. See, Vanguard, I believe, does not charge you to invest in their own funds. Uh-huh. But if you went to someone like Fidelity, they also wouldn't charge you to invest in their own funds, but. While I love the company Fidelity, I might not recommend their funds like I recommend Be- uh, Vanguard. Because of, of the fees. Because of the fees and just because even uh, Vanguard one. has like a s- storied history of being successful and being about the investor. But here's, one of, the, but here's one of those problems with that too. And, this hmm. is, and actually, this is one of the reasons why I, I – I, here's – all right. Because my brother had mentioned to me like he's like, I don't think you really explain like the real true benefits of Betterment, right? Hmm. Versus just because this and this is goes into this dollar cost averaging uh, discussion is, uh, you know, the reason why after I read this book, I'm like, all right, cool. Life cycle funds like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all about it. Oh, it costs a thousand dollars to even get started. Oh, I don't have that. Yeah, so I don't get started. 
because I don't have a thousand dollars. And if you want to get into a life cycle fund, I believe it's ten thousand dollars. Some started. of them, at least with, there were at least with Vanguard. Well, there were some that you know those retirement twenty fifty funds were like a thousand dollars to get started or whatever fund. I don't know. The oh, exact. it was the Admiral when it was ten. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't have a thousand. I can't do this. So and I just procrastinate because it's like I don't have a thousand. And if I don't ever save a thousand, uh, then I'm never gonna get into it. And then once you, you know. And then it's like when you make a thousand, when you when you actually like you know decide, okay, I'm going to put a hundred dollars a month into my account, and then by the end of the year, I have a thousand dollars. Now I can invest. Now you don't want to invest it because you got a thousand dollars in your account. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I can use that, yeah. you know. And then you have this fear. What Betterment did, and it just broke down this barrier of, hey man, you can actually start investing. You don't need a minimum down payment of a thousand to to buy a, a fund. You need five and if you put it in guess what you can take it out and easily. there'll be no fee to take and it no, out yeah there's no trading and fees. transferring between now your checking account is like that transferring between a savings account like that for me i'm like how can how is this how is this now just coming about how has this not been around forever that's why i'm like fanatical about it because something like this you know like we actually i think we got like a review or something where someone's like oh they're in the pocket of betterment and you know uh, yeah. to be per- to be perfectly honest we make almost no money from betterment and uh do you, are you still there yeah oh sorry my shit's freezing out for some reason that's all right yeah but we we make almost no money from betterment uh and at this this actually this podcast lo- I, it loses me an epic amount of money every month it's not the point the point is like a tool like this is is like what was needed to get the mass market like to like invest the, the masses of people to actually invest to to take advantage dude and the- even if it, like and even if you just start it with betterment like right now i'm just started and i like it to the because i am not like i don't want to be an investor like i don't want to be like a guy who's like looking at trends and trying to figure like i don't want i'm not that person and you shouldn't have to be i'm more of a like personal finance in the sense that like i'm i like all i'm interested in all of the other stuff right Mm. the debt reduction the budgeting even even though i'm like not even into that that much but and the income mostly. That's where I. Mm. That's where I excel. Who isn't? <laughs> right. No, but this idea that I can, I can do this, and I mean, there's look, Betterment's not the only one. We no. never mentioned Sprout Wealth, right? That's, or that's not that. No, it's not Sprout Wealth. What's it's the other it's one? called uh, Wealthfront. Wealthfront. That's it. Sprout. No, the only the thing is, the only reason we don't push them is there's a, a minimum. There that, is. That, it, it. We remember we were talking to that guy the other day. At, yeah. I, I forget what the minimum is, but it's a little steep. And um, well, do you know I, that for I, sure before you say that? Yeah, you do. And, and the re- uh, yeah, and the reason is because Betterment is also a broker dealer, so they're an integrated ver- like vertical stack. You know what I mean? Where Wealthfront is not a broker dealer, so every trade they have to pay their broker dealer. You know the quote unquote five dollar fee or whatever they pay. Oh, I see. So. I mean, I mean it, that could change, right? It could change. It could change, and then there would be an awesome competitor, and that'd be great because then we'd have two titans with these awesome methodologies competing, right? You know, um, but I mean, right now, it Betterment's the the only one, and and it's not like it's the it's the only choice to choose them. Like they're a damn good choice. Investing, and you don't really want to you know you don't really want to think about i don't know the idea of like you don't want to think about investing you don't want to do it 
Like you don't want to be like be involved in like which mutual funds I need to pick, which index funds do I need to pick, which bonds do I need to pick. Uh, you don't have to pick anything. You just you just invest. Yeah. So, um, I'm then I'm good. I'm covered. You feel good? Cool. I just want to say one thing real quick. Go ahead. Because uh, we we sidetracked a little bit about Betterment. Um. So you were looking at your Betterment account. And you said you had like four percent gains or something like that, and I had seven percent. And 3. I would 5. I would go to you like, and I'd say. Hey, if you if you had invested what I invested, you would have missed out on all the gains, right? Yeah. And but then like one thing that people would usually come back with, you know, especially people who are fearful about investing, they'd say, um, yeah, but I could have lost my money, right? Like I, I missed out on the losses as well. Right? Like I wasn't invested in two thousand eight, so I didn't lose anything. Um, I mean you only lose when you sell. But the thing is if you take dollar cost averaging and you pull it out, like it, there are more good times than bad times. The bad times are the exception to the rule, the correction, right? Like the bad times was like a three-year span, and then there's a successful 10 years of growth, you know? And if you look at the graphs of, of the economy and, and the market, it just it goes up, up, up. So don't fear like the, the 10% of the time and don't invest. Invest for the 90% of the time. And if you, if you spread it out using dollar cost averaging, that 10% that everyone bitches and moans about will have no meaningful effect on your wealth. Mm-hmm. Is, that so, you okay. wanna, is that how you want to end it? Uh, I'm done ranting. Okay. If you got any more questions about this, you know where to email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Seriously, not kidding about that. Email us. And uh, if you like the show... You can leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. I know there's I, – I got to get my head around what other podcast apps there are out there. I only use iTunes. I don't know any other ones. Do you? Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, I guess. I don't know if they're like apps. Yeah, we're on SoundCloud now. Uh, I'm on Stitcher. Soon to be on Spreaker. Yeah. So uh, – Leave a review because that actually is super helpful. And if you do, let us know that you've left a review by sending us an email to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We'll send you something. Uh, I want to read a review. Mm. Five star review titled Good Show by Rhode Island Sucks. <laughs> yes. Dude, mine's going to be New Jersey Sucks. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, I've listened to several financial podcasts, and this is by far the most entertaining. We're two wacky guys. That was my attempt <laughs> at being entertaining. It has to be hard to make something like personal finance an interesting topic. You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time we're sweating profusely. Because we're trying to think of how to make it entertaining. <laughs> Half the time when I'm talking, Matt's sleeping, and I have to, I have to like beep him. Yeah. I have to- to like text i'm like dude wake up we're, we're recording but wait a minute there's more there is some needless banter about beer and personal lives but i will gladly listen to that over heavy-handed political and or religious rants that i've experienced on similar podcast i wonder who that could be <laughs> uh so thank you rhode island sucks sorry for all the needless banter and beer and personal lives but that that's malarkey what is Mar- what's malarkey? The 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 banter. Uh, there's none of that here. It's 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 all business. We are all business. <laughs> wait, wait, no. 
We're business in the front. What are they? Party in the back. What do they mean, banter? We don't have banter. Beer? I don't. I don't recall any talk about beer. All right. Okay. There was there was maybe like ten fart jokes on the whole. We you know. might as well, since we talked about betterment for uh, almost fifty percent of the today's podcast. And I'm sorry to all those who think we're in the back pocket of betterment, which we are clearly not. I, I'll tell you what. I wish I was. In the back <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. Betterment, you? if you're listening. Yeah. Please put us in your back. Or put, <laughs> yeah. Right. Listenmoneymatters.com slash betterment. Get started, man. That's if you if we if you if you haven't started investing, oh my god, Andrew made me do it. He beat me over the head for months to do it, and he kept making fun of me for not getting involved and finally did. Very happy that I did. My brother's happy that I pushed him into it. My friend's happy that I pushed him into it. Everyone who I've told about is happy that I did it. And I'm happy that I was able to 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 know about it and, and share that with people. So I'm serious. Dead serious about that. Listen to moneymatters.com slash betterment. Do it. Last but not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance, investing, dollar cost averaging, whatever, you know, you know where to find us. Listen to moneymatters.com. So that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Matt.